What's good, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. How we doing? Drake fucking blessed us today. We got Scary Hours 2, and we got three fucking new bangers that he just released. I'm fucking hyped. Been bumping that shit since I woke up this morning. Had to check it out immediately, obviously. I knew that it was going to make my day, and it did. I'm in a really good mood already. And, yeah. Was in a good mood already because the Knicks beat the Pistons last time, 114 to 104. The last game before the All-Star break, which is this weekend. Looking forward to that. Seeing Obi Toppin in the slam dunk competition and Julius Randle in the All-Star game. And the Knicks are currently 19 and 18 on the year. Looking good. They are looking good, looking better than we could have ever imagined this year. At the moment, the Celtics are a half game above us for the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. We're in the fifth spot, and now there's a little bit of separation in the Eastern Conference. The Heat are a half game behind us, and that's fucking crazy because the Heat were just last year in the finals against the Lakers. So they're 500. We're one game over 500. The Celtics are right above us. The Bucks are above the Celtics. The Nets are above the Bucks, And the Sixers are in first place in the Eastern Conference. In the West, the Utah Jazz are the top seed in the Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns are in second, then the Lakers. Three and a half out of first place, the Lakers. The LA Clippers are four games out. The Portland Trailblazers, five and a half out. Denver Nuggets, six out. Seven C Spurs. And then the Mavericks are currently in the eighth spot. Golden State on the outside of the playoff picture by a half game to the Mavericks right now. So. It's a pretty crazy ride into the playoffs this year, especially in the Western Conference. It's a lot of different teams that have the top seeds this year. Utah, obviously, they're 27-9 and on the season. Pretty crazy. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, one of the top scorers in the NBA and a very versatile player. He's been playing like his head got chopped off this year or something like that. So, yeah. And the Nets, obviously, are right there in the Eastern Conference contending with the 76ers. Obviously, they need KD to get healthy, and they need him to stay on the court. Obviously, James Harden and Kyrie, they've been doing their part. And they've been having a lot of other success this year from Joe Harris and, like, DeAndre Jordan. A lot of players have been stepping up, especially when there's opportunities for other players to get chances to play, especially when KD's out and... If Kyrie goes missing or something like that. So, yeah.
the Nets have been something to watch, and especially they're on local TV in New York. So we get to watch great basketball every single night. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to one of their games, hopefully against the Knicks, so we can kill two birds with one stone. But, anyway, let's break down the game from last night. The Knicks won 114-104, to like I mentioned earlier. Julius Randle, another great performance last night, 27 points, 11 for 19 from the field. 16 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 block in 42 minutes. Alfred Payton, 20 points last night, 4 steals, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. R.J. Barrett, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Obi Toppin, 4 points off the bench. Alec Burks, 9 points off the bench. For the Pistons, Sadiq Bay, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. And who really gives a shit? Okay. Pistons suck. They're 10 and 26. <laughs> So, some other games from last night. The Celtics beat the Raptors 132-125. to 125. Jason Tatum, 27 points. Twelve rebounds, five assists, two steals. Jalen Brown, 21 points. Two for six from three-point range. Seven rebounds, four assists, one block. Kemba, 15 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 blocks. So, like I said earlier, the Celtics are basically at the same level as the Knicks this season, I would say. The records are pretty similar. Obviously, they have a lot of more established players like Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And then they have a lot of rookies that play off of the bench. Robert Williams, the Time Lord. The guy plays pretty good. And he's called the Time Lord because he's never on time. Pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, 10 points last night, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. And the rookie, Peyton Pritchard, 24 minutes off the bench last night. 10 points. Two for three from three. Two rebounds, four assists, two steals. Last night, the Clippers lost to the Wizards, 119-117. Kawhi, 22 points. Paul George did not play because of dizziness. Was he too high? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, okay. That's interesting. Patrick Beverly, 17 points. 3 for 5 from 3. 
two blocks, three rebounds. Zubox, 13 points in 29 minutes off of the bench, 13 rebounds, one assist, one steal. Lou Will, 16 points, three assists, two rebounds, one steal. For the Wizards, Bradley Beal, 33 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. Russell Westbrook, 27 points, two for four from three. 11 assists, 9 rebounds, 4 steals. The Wizards have been an up-and-down type of team all year. They're obviously a tough team. They've beat the Knicks a few times. And obviously they have good players. Serge Ibaka had no points last night, but he's a really solid player. And he's been around for a long time. And the Wizards could potentially grow to be one of those teams that emerges in the Eastern Conference. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. The Clippers are at the All-Star break with a record of 24-14. and They're obviously going to have a good seed heading into the playoffs. So... And last night... Phoenix beat Golden State 120 to 98. Another really great performance for the Phoenix Suns. And now we kind of see where Golden State's at. And like I said, they're falling out of the playoff picture game by game that they lose. And obviously, this year is one that they probably don't want to remember because Clay Thompson wasn't playing this year. But last night, Steph Curry didn't even play last night. Interesting. Makes sense. Game before the All-Star break, James Wiseman started last night. 11 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Andrew Wiggins, 16 points, three assists, two steals, two rebounds. Kelly Oubre was out last night with a sprained left wrist. For the Suns, Devin Booker, 16 points, five rebounds, six assists, one steal. Chris Paul, 10 points. Andre Ayton, 11 points. Mikael Bridges, 8 points. One steal, four rebounds. And yeah, the Suns won 120 to 98. They're right at the top of the Western Conference. 24 and 11. Having one of their best seasons in the last decade. Since they've had, like, Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash. Like, <laughs> Devin Booker is leading the way. And, yeah, they're a team not to be fucked with. So. So, a little NFL news. Ben Roethlisberger signed a new contract to come back next year. Um... 
Sam Darnold is on the chopping block, it seems like. So, are the Jets definitely going to draft Zach Wilson? Who the hell knows? I'm interested in seeing what they do. Because the Jets, yes, you know, like, they've had a bad track record in the last decade with their quarterbacks. Besides having the brief success of Mark Sanchez when he came into the league, but they, like, ruined, like, what he had going as being, like, a starting quarterback. And his potential basically just made him a backup for the rest of his career. And now he does podcasting. So will Sam Darnold be the next one to follow that? Like they had Geno Smith. He had all the potential coming out of college. Another quarterback that they just wasted. And will Sam Darnold get traded? Will he get released? Who the fuck knows? And that's going to lead up to the NFL draft, obviously, and I'm interested in seeing who the Giants get. Hopefully we could get a wide receiver. Kyle Pitts would be one of the better athletes in this draft. The tight end from Florida. And the Giants need someone that could actually catch the ball and can change a game, unlike Evan Ingram, who just drops shit all the time. So we need someone that's going to be able to catch the fucking ball. Is that going to be Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama? Who knows? Uh The NFL draft is one of my favorite times of the year. It's when teams are able to really change the way that they're going to support the players, support the players around and grow their franchise with the new age athletes that are going to be game changers, hopefully, like Devontae Smith. The Heisman winner, Trevor Lawrence, is going to be in the league for a long time, hopefully. And hopefully the Jaguars don't fucking ruin his career because that would just be horrible. He could be a generational-type quarterback. And if the Jaguars just ruined Trevor Lawrence, would not be happy about it. Not that anyone cares, but the Rangers won 6-1 to one last night against the Devils. That's always a decent win. I hate the Devils so fucking much. I'll never forget the time that they knocked us out of the playoffs when we were going to go to the Stanley Cup. And then they lost in the Stanley Cup that year against the Kings. I think that was 2011. I'll never fucking forget that. I was so fucking mad. I think I punched the hole in the wall. No lie. I was really young. Chris Kreider last night, though. I've met this guy before. He's pretty dope. He had three goals last night. Igor Shostarkin, our new goalie, 32 saves. And the Rangers won 6-1. to one. And they were down one nothing after the first and scored six unanswered goals. So that's pretty crazy. Our rookie, Alexi Lafreniere, this guy is supposed to be, like, 
one of the top players. He was obviously the number one overall pick this past year, and he's been playing pretty good this season. Four goals, three assists, and he's been playing pretty well for the Rangers. He's on the top line now and has been playing pretty well. He's been living up to the hype. So that's enough of hockey talk. So let's talk a little bit about some of the music that dropped last night. Obviously, let's talk about Drake. What's next is a banger. I could probably listen to that fucking 20 times in a day, and it'll get me hyped up. Drake always gets me hyped up, but when it's like a banger type from Drake, it's better than his slow shit, especially... For myself, I don't know. I just prefer the bangers that he puts out. But then song Wants and Needs a Little Baby, another great collaboration between the two of these artists. Obviously, Yes Indeed was one of the biggest songs a few years ago. And they create pretty good music together, it seems like. Drake really put Little Baby on the map of that song. And... Obviously, Drake holds a lot of weight with his uh, features on his projects, essentially. And if you get on a Drake project, obviously, that's like a huge achievement for many artists and stuff like that. And then the last song is Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross, six minute back to back. Spitting Fire, Rick Ross, big fan of Rick Ross for a long time, and this was a banger. Obviously, Drake doesn't drop anything that's less than adequate, and he holds a really high standard to whatever he does, and we've obviously been accustomed to him not dropping that often, and who knows when Certified Lover Boy is going to drop, and hopefully soon. And he put on social media. He was like, I'm chefing it up soon. It's like, yeah, we'll see. But at least he kind of blessed us with this little EP, Scary Hours 2. It was fire. Great way to start off the weekend. So... There is a new version of the song Life's a Mess by Juice World featuring Clever and Post Malone. Honestly, a pretty crazy collaboration considering that we never got a collab between Post Malone and Juice World while he was still here. So, pretty cool that Post Malone's on like a Juice World song. So, that's something to check out. Life's a Mess, too. It's a single. Then there's another single with YNW Melly featuring Kodak Black called Thugged Out. And YNW Melly honestly just has like such a unique sound. Obviously, been listening to him for a few years now. And his situation is what it is, but his music is fire. So him and Kodak linked up for a single. And that's out now, obviously. 
Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. They dropped the single for their upcoming album. And that's called Leave the Door Open. An Evening with Silk Sonic is what the album's going to be called, I believe. And honestly, listen to it, pretty crazy music. We haven't heard from Bruno Mars, it seems like, in a while, right? So He dropped bangers back in the day. Crazy music. Very talented musician. And Anderson Pock as well, so pretty good. Only the Family, Lil Durk's album, they dropped an album and has basically everybody on that has a little Uzi Vert song, has some King Von. And some Lil Durk, obviously, some new songs that we haven't heard. And yeah, need to listen to it. Hadn't really listened to it yet, but I need to. So that's that. And obviously, yesterday I was super pissed that I didn't get the Supreme Nike Dunk Lows. A website, literally, I had a pair in my cart already. And it was the green pair. I went with my game plan. Size 11. Like, it was going to be a personal pair for my collection. And then the Supreme fucking website just decides to fucking go back to, like, the homepage. And then the shop tab essentially just, like, disappeared. And I couldn't even click on it. So... Got fucked out of that. Was so salty about that all day. And they're going for hella fucking bread, like $900, $800 shit. So that would have been a really big cop. Was looking forward to trying to get them and didn't even have an opportunity to get them. So. Thanks, Supreme. Really appreciate it. Spend enough money with you guys, so. Sure everybody fucking feels like that, though. Not just me. So, finally, tomorrow is UFC 259. Headline by three title fights. You guys have heard me talking about this for a long time. At least like the last month. <laughs> Israel Adesanya facing Jan Blahovic. Amanda Nunes facing Megan Anderson for the featherweight title. And Aljamain Sterling, Long Island Zone facing Peter Jan for the Bantamweight Championship. And looking forward to this one. This is going to be fucking crazy. Can Israel Adesanya get a second championship in a different division? 
I fucking hope so. He would shut everybody up, and this is not going to be an easy fight no matter what, but I've been watching, like, the Embedded series, which is essentially, like, behind the scenes of them, like, training and shit, and he looks like he's ready. He doesn't look like he's scared either, especially at the press conference yesterday. Aljamain Sterling was one of the more talkative guys at the press conference. And he was basically saying that it's going to be like a game of cat and mouse. And obviously he has a very extensive wrestling and jujitsu background. And Peter Yan is a boxer. So I feel like this can go two ways. Can Aljamain get a hold of Peter Yan and make him tap out? Or knock him out? I hope so. He's repping Long Island. And I hope he wins. I hope Izzy wins. And I hope that the Megan Anderson Amanda Nunes fight is a very interesting fight because Amanda Nunes is one of the goats of the women's history of UFC. And obviously, she would still have another championship to defend if she lost this. So, Megan Anderson is no one to overlook. She was like the Invicta FC, which is another promotion that basically you need to be fighting in to get the attention of the UFC. And, yeah, she's no one to be messed with. She's from Australia. And, obviously, Amanda Nunes is going to be the favorite just because of her history. And that's going to be fucking interesting. She's a minus 1100 fucking favorite. That's kind of crazy. So Megan Anderson is plus 700. So if you bank out on her... You wouldn't be making some bread. <laughs> Israel Adesanya is minus 240, the favorite over Jan Blachowicz. So that is a very slim margin. So people are thinking that this is pretty much even money, almost slight over. And then Peter Jan is slightly favored, minus 120. Aljamain's plus 100. There's also a great fight on this card from Islam Makachev, a Russian fighter. He's 18-1, trained by Khabib. And he's fighting Drew Dober, 23-9, an American kid from Denver. And then Tiago Santos, long-time UFC veteran facing Alexander Rakic in a light heavyweight fight. Dominic Cruz facing Casey Kenny. In a bantamweight bout, Song Yedong, 16-4, facing Kyler Phillips, 8-1. Joseph Benavides, facing Askar Askarov, flyweight fight. Kai Kara France, this is one of Israel Adesanya's teammates from City Kickboxing. He's 21-9. He's fighting in a flyway fight against Rogerio Bontorian. 
look forward to that. Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinoza. Carlos Olberg, who is 5-0, and and he's obviously one of Israel Adesanya's like, training partners, and he trains with City Kickboxing also. And it's like one of like the top gyms in the world, and that's in New Zealand. That's where they all train, and they just produce champions, and he's fighting on the early prelims. Adesanya said in one of the UFC behind-the-scenes things, uh, he thinks Carlos Olberg could be the light heavyweight champion in his career. He's obviously just starting out. I think he played rugby before. So the UFC just breeds talent from the guys that are leading the way. And Adesanya is 20-0, obviously. And I think he's only lost, like, one time ever. And he's fought, like, over, like, 100 times, like, in, like, kickboxing fights and shit. And, yeah. So, looking forward to that this weekend. And Palace drops at 11 a.m. today. And I was already reading online that there were some issues with the website. And they're releasing a Stan Smith Adidas collab and Adidas t-shirt. And they were supposed to be releasing this, like, mock-up of, like, a Gatorade kind of ripoff. And apparently that stuff is not releasing. Who knows? Maybe it will be. But it didn't release in Europe. So looking forward to that. And... It's a nice day. It's finally starting to feel like spring almost. And just trying to keep it moving, staying positive. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out, guys. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good weekend. And yeah, peace out.